Trashy Trashy. My name is Erica Curry. My name is Cassandra Cardenas. Cass, why are you trash this week? This week I am trash because um, a couple days ago I had a sad secretary lunch for breakfast. If you don't know what that means, it's uh, a Trader Joe's salad and a cookie wrapped in plastic wrap. Oh, that's that is sad. Yeah, it was like 9 a.m. and that was the food that I had well, no, that's not true, actually. I had other food, but I was like, I would like this. And then as I was eating it and I looked at my half unwrapped cookie, because I obviously took a bite of that mid-salad, I was like, this is a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trash this week, Erica? All right, I'm going to tell a historical trash moment. So Ooh, Historical trash moment. This <laughs> this week in trash history. do 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 so I had a crush on this boy in high school, and it carried over into college. Okay. He was in a fraternity. I was in a sorority. We went to different schools, and I invited him to my sorority date party. And before the date party began, we went to the Ranchers Club, which on our campus was like the fanciest place where you could meal plan a meal. Okay. It's a nice like four-star steakhouse kind of place. So I take him out thinking like this is my move like he's agreed to go on this date with me in my this is all you know I'm thinking he's agreed to go on this date I'm gonna wine and dine him at this fancy steakhouse damn Erica your daddy I was full daddy <laughs> and then I go to pay with my meal card thinking mm. I could just slip it in into like the credit card holder and then the lady came back and was like hey we have questions about your student ID <laughs> And I got caught out trying to meal plan this wine and dine dinner. Did you have to pay for it with real money? No, eventually they took my student ID. But like he was privy to the whole experience. He watched He watched my whole house of cards fall down and cascade. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. It just, it just went downhill from there. It's cool. Are you still in contact with this person? Actually, famously messaged me this week saying he listens to the pod. Oh my god! What's his name again? His I don't give is- a fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Brant Cal. We really oh. appreciate. We really appreciate you listening. Thanks, Brant Cal. I was trash. Brant Kale. Brant Kale. Cousin to JJ Kale. Oh, of the Kale family. Songwriter. He wrote a bunch of like Eric Clapton songs and stuff. I think we both know that I don't listen to music. (laughs) Anyway, I was trash for trying to like play it all smooth and then it just fell in my face. I love that. I love that story. It did not go well. See, moments like that, I'm grateful I didn't go to college. It still haunts me just to hearing the waitress be like, "Uh, we have questions. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't know that like meal plans could get declined. (laughs) How old were you? 18. Oh, wow. Just a baby. Yeah. 18-year-old Oklahoma Erica Curry. How tan? On a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, Probably closer to a 4. I wasn't yet dedicating my life to tanning. (laughs) That's great. I was going to say, speaking of dedicating your life, I think that flight attendant is a job that you really dedicate your life to. I agree. You have to be willing to be on planes all the time. So let's talk about our first story from Bloomberg.com. It's like stories. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bloomberg.com, a flight attendant wrote a bunch of stories about what happened to him when he was a private jet flight attendant. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been on a private jet? I took a private jet to Vegas one time. Yeah. It was a semi-private jet. So it was called this company called JetSuite. Shout out to JetSuite X. They don't sponsor the pod. They should. They should. I don't think that airline companies have money right now, though. No. So I I left at, like on a on a Friday at five o'clock, leaving LA to go to Las Vegas. That's like one of the most popular flights like in the country, and this was the cheapest option to get me into Vegas in time. For a bachelorette party. Took JetSuite X, which was like a private jet airliner. So you didn't have to go through security. It had its own separate hangar. You could bring on as much stuff, luggage as you wanted. And you 
pack a lot. I pack a lot for a two-day trip. Mm-hmm. And it was unlimited drinks on the plane. Hell yeah. So I made it worth it. Fuck yeah. So this guy, he told, tells a couple stories. Uh, mile high clubs, of course. You know, sex on a plane. Do I want to say the next sentence? I think I do. I gave a, an ex-boyfriend a hand job on a flight once. <laughs> Trash. I know, I know. Where where were you seated? What? In the middle. Okay. I'm just I'm just curious what the configuration was like. We had our own row. Okay, I'm not a fucking monster. We got <laughs> Oh no. We got way too drunk uh before the flight. Is a is a red eye. They're handing out blankets and, you know, when the blankets come out. Oh, no. I love that so much. (laughs) There it is. Not quite the Mile High Club. That's half a mile. That's half a mile club. Something like that. It was a, what a rush. I'm not a voyeur or anything, but uh, it was just something to that. A rare feline, an African serval, which is worth more than $10,000, and the owner who says is not Carol Baskin, couldn't fathom flying commercially. Her giraffe cat wouldn't have enough space to stretch her two foot long legs. What the fuck is an African serval look like? Uh, We'll be posting that on our Instagram. So stay tuned. Yes, please. And as I Google, what a little cutie. Which long legs. Hi. I just think it's trash that like animals have flown in higher accommodations than I have. Sometimes animals live in bigger houses than us. That's fair. Ponies and rats have also been guests on this private air, uh, private jets, but no pigs. That was uh, pointed out in the article. No pigs. No pigs. It feels to me, it's like the guy who was telling the stories. He was like, I was always hoping for a pig before I retired. At least one pig. There's certain foods that stain are banned unless they're requested. So like chocolate, soy sauce, Dark berries. I mean, if you listen to our podcast last week, literally anything with grease can stain. <laughs> and then uh says the crew uses Jedi mind tricks to subtly steer passengers towards white wine or clear spirits when they're choosing alcoholic beverages. That didn't stop a certain Silicon Valley founder from routinely laying plates of sushi across the floor, then standing on his seat, cabernet in hand, and maniacally pouring soy sauce from up high. Where soy sauce. Soy sauce. <laughs> Sorry. I'm what on your I... team. <laughs> what did I say? Sore sauce. Sore sauce. Uh, leave it in. Leave it in. Worse, he uh, would insist on eating his meals while laying down. Now, who do you think this is? That's a great question. I I mean, there's so many notorious founders, but I, my mind immediately went to Jack, Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Oh. I mean, this is an educated guess. This is all alleged. I uh, I don't know of any of them besides Mark Zuckerberg. Fair enough. So that's just who I'm going to guess, although it probably wasn't. The most legendary biohazard on record occurred to a flight to Las Vegas, possibly the LA to Las Vegas, who knows. But there was two passengers on board who got wasted and shit all, I mean, this article says defecated they shit all over the vessel and smeared it everywhere they're like they apparently they charge a thousand dollars if your pet poops but uh i don't know what the bill must have been for oh the human that. variety it must have been upwards of ten thousand dollars i never understood the poo smearing thing but why would i you know you're not into scat play no, no scat play. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what it was fucking called. The last one that I can see is that there's there was West Coast pro athletes in a Sin City pregame. They get uh, pretty messy, so they'll start with two bottles of Hennessy and a handle of Patron, then engage in pre-landing push-ups to get their buff on before hitting the dance floor, and it usually just results in puking. Oh, that's just such trash. That's major trash. However, I think that this is the kind of trash, minus the scat play, where you and I might fit right in. (laughs) It's aspirational trash. Yeah, like 
if I could do one push-up sober, I would definitely do five drunk. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do one push-up sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the big part of this. <laughs> I can do them on my knees. You big um, motorcycle girl? Oh, I've been on the one motorcycle. My father purchased a motorcycle. I went around a quarter mile section with him and I said, that's it. That's all I'll ever do. It was not for me. That that checks out. Well, they uh, had Sturges mm-hmm. last weekend. That's a big motorcycle rally. It's a 10-day festival. Where does it take place? Doesn't it take place in one of those Dakotas? Yeah. Uh, uh, one of those Dakotas. 250,000 people. Coronavirus be damned, I guess. We will stop the Olympics, but no fucking way are we stopping Sturges. I'm not going to tell an angry biker to put a mask on. No, no, no. And I'm not going to put an angry or going to tell an angry old lady to put a shirt over her painted boobs. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Now, Smash Mouth of all-star fame. Of uh, course, Shrek fame. Shrek fame. Performed for the crowd. Oh, hey now. Lead singer Steve Harwell told the crowd, We're all here together tonight. Fuck that COVID shit. <laughs> Such trash. Let me hear you say, Somebody wants to. I can't picture who, when I think motorcycle enthusiast, I do not think, Oh, Smash Mouth is, is what's going to be blasting from that motorcycle. I can. I feel like, you know, you're, you did Sturges, you're there. Like, are you going to really like throw a fit if Smash Mouth comes out? It's like, oh, fuck. I know this song, Diane. I don't, I guess, but like some of the other musical acts were Trapped, Buck Cherry, Drowning Pool, Night Ranger, Reverend Horton Heat, Lit, 38 Special, and Quiet Riot. Okay. Can we play a game where I'm going to see if I can name at least one song from each one of these bands? Yes. Trapped. Headstrong. Check. Buck Cherry. Crazy Bitch. <laughs> Check. Drowning Pool. Pass. Night Ranger. Sister Christian. <laughs> Check. Reverend Horton Heat. Big Pass. Lit. Ooh. I'm having a hard time distinguishing the difference between Lit and 311. So I'm going to have to say pass. 38 special. Pass. Quiet Riot. Gosh. You've been to karaoke with me. Oh, come on, feel the noise. Is that it? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. So what did I, what was my score? It's bad. I think I I think I failed. No, I think you passed with Flying Colors. I couldn't have named half the bands. So For real? I yeah, I couldn't have done it. So you did you did better than I would have done. I love that. I'm <clears throat> curious to see the COVID numbers after Sturges, but I have a feeling we might not find them out no matter what. Well, I think what's what's the thing about that is that they disperse. They come from all across the country. So you're here with 250,000 people and then you go back to where you're from. Right. So they I guess we don't have contract tracing, so... Not anymore, really. According to the Washington Post, just quickly, because I Googled it really fast, Sturges was a warning sign that next mass mass motorcycle rally will be smaller with masks required. Ooh, someone got scared. Somebody got Wait, in trouble. New Hampshire? Sturges in New Hampshire? No. Tuesday after seeing images from Sturges, New Hampshire governor... Oh, there must be another one coming to New Hampshire. Oh, uh, that makes sense. East, oh, La, Lacona Motorcycle Week. Never heard of it. I know, man. There's a whole motorcycle culture that you and I are just really out of. And that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> we're, not big, <laughs> we're not into the motorcycle culture. I can't believe that this has been a blip on our, po- on our social graces. I've never been on a motorcycle in my life. And I feel like um, the older I get, the more like acquainted with my mortality I am and the more uninterested I am in doing things like that. When I hit like a midlife crisis, I'll forget again. I just can't see myself on one ever again. God, I can see you on the back of one though. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know why I said it that sexually. 
I'd like to see you on the back of my hog. I would wear I would wear a shirt that says, if you're reading this, the bitch fell off. That's, that's what I, wonderful. That's what I would wear if I were on a motorcycle, even though I'm riding bitch. I would wear a shirt that says, I only care about two things, Harleys and honeys, and fuck bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure there's some lovely motorcycle enthusiasts. We we uh, we appreciate the listens. We hope that we're not offending an, an entire culture. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of offending an entire culture, are you familiar with the write-in column, Dear Prudence? I, I'm not, actually. Oh, uh, Slate does a Slate does a write-in help from Prudence, like an advice column. Okay. And so this week, dear Prudence was was tasked with with uh, an inappropriate food question. So inappropriate food. My son Chris is nine. A few weeks ago, I mean, Chris is in quotes, which makes me think Chris is a fake name. We decided to open our bubble to include the family of Neil, Chris's best friends. Both Neil's parents are doctors, so this seemed like a safe decision. Both parents were born and raised in India. We let Chris have dinner at their place the other night since both boys were having such a great time together. When we came to pick up Chris, Neil's mom recounted how much chicken, curry, and lentils and vegetables Chris ate. I couldn't believe that they served my son spicy curries without even calling to ask us if that would be okay i was taken aback and gently mentioned that the spicy foods can be hard on small tummies but it didn't seem to register thankfully chris didn't get sick my wife says to drop it because any conversation will look racial in nature and only to let boys play at our place please help my wife says to drop it but here i am essentially Um, here i am exposing it to the nation so prudence's answer At the risk of taking the bait, you must realize that millions of people, presumably both of Neil's parents, not to mention Neil himself, regularly eat lentils and vegetables as children in perfect safety. There's something so grotesque about the infantilizing language of gently informing someone, especially when that is when that someone is two doctors about small tummies, coupled with the racist horror that your nine year old ate and enjoyed a few servings of chicken curry. One of the most one of the world's most popular and adaptable dishes not all curries are spicy, and not all spices pack heat. Your son ate a meal he enjoyed, one that you didn't have to prepare or clean up after, and continued to enjoy good health for the rest of the evening. Neil's parents didn't take him to a ghost pepper festival and turn him loose. Your kid was not endangered by chicken curry, and your problem is not that Neil's parents can fix it for you. Take your wife's advice and let this go. Wow, Prudence. Wow. I mean, that is like smackdown of politeness and in a rebuttal that's trash this this chris this chris's father like yeah who chris's father yeah he's a total garbage person prudence did the work for us i like how just gently served like delicately touched on the racial issues that this implies but also is like they're <clears throat> two doctors yeah shut like the shut the fuck up, up. <laughs> and that you didn't have to fucking cook for your own kid yeah, that's a blessing in any way you see it. Ugh, what a moron. Speaking of morons, according to independent.co.uk, old Carol Baskin is critiquing Cardi B and Megan the Stallion um, for glamorizing big cat ownership. In the WAP video. Yes, of course, in the WAP video. That's um, the only thing we should be talking about. No, I, I I literally, I've just been like waiting patiently for us to finally get back to talking about wet ass pussy. Yeah. So Baskin was worried that the lurid video, which I don't know what lurid means. I might be kind of stupid. Lurid definition. Very vivid in color, especially so as to create an unpleasantly harsh or unnatural effect presented in vividly shocking or sensational terms, especially giving explicit details of crimes or sexual matters. Oh, what ass pussy. Okay. Yeah. Checks all the boxes. <clears throat> yeah. So Baskin worried that the wet ass pussy video would glamorize keeping big cats as pets. Are you fucking kidding me? You dumb shit. Look what you do for a living. Yeah, honestly, I'd never considered owning a big cat until I watched Tiger King. And then I was like, amazed that you could buy one for basically a stimulus check. (laughs) The only thing that I got, well, I got a lot from the wet ass pussy video. Don't get me wrong. But the thing that I watched when watching that video and thought maybe I can too, is I do think that I should learn how to do the splits. Yeah, and twerk. 
mid split. Yeah. Other than that, I there I got nothing. I didn't think, oh man, I wish that I had a leopard corset where my boobs were out, and then there was a cat there. I I mean, I guess I do wish that first part. Damn, yeah. I just don't care about cats. I I don't care about the the glamorizing of big cats. I don't think it's going to inspire people to go out and buy. I don't understand why she wasn't talking about the snake room. Yeah, you don't care about fucking snakes. No, just cats. Statement from Baskin provided to Billboard says it can't happen in it can't happen in sanctuaries like ours where cats have plenty of room to avoid a green screen or would shred it if offered access and could die ingesting it. Are you what the fuck are you talking about? That tells me that they probably dealt with one of the big cat pimps who makes a... I wonder if I can do it, Carol Baskin. No, nah, I can't. It's, now's not the time. That the One of the big cat pimps who makes a living from beating, shocking, and starving cats to make them stand on cue in front of a green screen in a studio. That's never good for the cat. A big cat pimp? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like the name of this episode. Big cat pimps? <laughs> I feel like that's what I want to be for Halloween this year. A big cat um, pimp? Yeah, big cat pimp and just dressed like fucking Carol Baskin. Have you seen her cameos that she does? No. Oh, she does cameos for people and they're pretty great. What are a cameo is what? Cameo- I mean, I know what a cameo is, what I think it is, but I'm assuming it's a thing. Cameo is an app where you get celebrities to record personal messages for, for people money. Right. for money. So she she'll do it. Oh, she does them and she's like Hey there, you cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin from Big Cat Rescue. That's my Carol wanna, Baskin. I just want to wait. Hey, all you cool cats. I can't. I can't. I fucking can't. I don't ingest this bitch, so I don't know what she sounds like anymore. Did you not watch Tiger King? Oh, I watched it, but that was like, uh, you know how much fucking trauma we've all been through since then? Tiger King was back when we thought we were going to be in quarantine for two weeks. Two weeks, Erica. yeah. It was two weeks. There's been so much that has happened since. I can't even think about it. And you know what's fucked up? Oh, here we go. I actually, I was rooting for you, Carol, when I watched Tiger King. I yeah. was like, I was like, Joe Exotic is an abusive, manipulative, psychotic fucking monster. And I think everyone's like, oh, that bitch Carol Baskin, that bitch. Like, no, not that bitch Carol Baskin. She's been fucking receiving death threats and like been harassed by this guy for so long. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? All of you fucking suck. Yeah. I think wet ass pussy out of this. Leave it alone. Leave wet ass pussy alone. She's a human. CeeLo in another article, CeeLo also who CeeLo Green, who has been accused of assault and had a song that was called Fuck You, came out and attacked Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B as well, uh, saying that dirty songs have a time and a place and that it was inappropriate. Fuck off. I have a message for CeeLo Green. Mm-hmm. Fucking go away, please, sir. Yeah, he got a cute... Didn't he say he like tweeted out and said, like, it's not rape if they're asleep? Oh, I don't know. That's a whole can it's, of worms. It was something along those lines, but it's probably best that I don't misquote it. But I know that it was bad. Speaking of bad, people.com, the Donald Trump says adding him to adding himself to Mount Rushmore is a good idea. President Trump denied a New York Times report that says that his aides asked Mount Rushmore's officials about adding additional presidents to the monument. But he did tweet that nonetheless, it sounded like a good idea to him. So I hate Mount Rushmore with the fire of a thousand suns. I've never been. I've never been, so I can't speak to its majesty, but the original mountain that was there was holy, essentially, to the native tribes. And they, they like, brokered a bad, like, there was a bad deal in bad faith. And now we have this monstrosity with these, you know, presidents. I'm Googling who's on Mount Rushmore. So it looks like we got George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. This is in no specific order. Theodore Roosevelt and Thomas Jefferson. These are the guys. And Donald Trump thinks that he should also be there. I feel, well, A, I agree. Uh, This guy on on my other podcast has made the argument that we should just get rid of all statues. Like, who fucking cares about statues at all? They're awful. And I agree with that. And I believe that Mount Rushmore is one. It's like, I don't know. 
you know, you uh, you go to other countries and they've got like all this old stuff and all this crazy like symbolic stuff. And we don't have a lot of that in America because we're technically a newer country. But it's like all of ours sucks. Yeah, I I don't have like a statue obsession. I'm not into statue culture. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So I say, no, do not add Donald Trump to it. That's like, that's the that's the move. If they start fucking with Mount Rushmore, if we're not already claiming asylum in another country, <laughs> we may have just boiled alive. Well, a spokesperson for Mount Rushmore said that there is no more carvable space. So I think we are safe for now. For now. For now. Because he has enough like mountains dedicated to himself around the world with his fucking towers. Look, I have something to bring up, and it's a controversial opinion. Okay. Ariel from The Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. she's come up with this new hashtag justice for Ursula. And this meme that I'm looking at uh, that you found says, all I know is Ariel wasn't forced to sign shit. In fact, Ursula was perfectly clear on the terms of service. She even sang a song about it. So after her thirsty ass crashes a wedding, she has her friends run to daddy and has Ursula killed to avoid payment and to steal an almost married man. If you ask me, this home-wrecking Jezebel and the whole goddamn family needs to be locked up as accessories to murder Flounder and Sebastian's asses too. Hashtag justice for Ursula. Now, Cass, that is a controversial opinion. Now, what do you think? Because I agree. Now, I don't want to put, I'm, I'm going to put on my lawyer hat for just a moment. Okay. I've got some inf- interesting information that was provided to me by Eric Wargo. Mm-hmm. Ariel was only 16 years old when she entered into said agreement. Now, The Little Mermaid takes place off the coast of Denmark. Uh Uh-huh. And in Denmark, one must be 18 years old to enter into a legal agreement without parental consent. Whoa. So what you're saying is that she was a minor when she signed that contract, which means that it's void. Completely void. Yeah. No no garbage person there. (sighs) See, this is, you know, we get to this whole thing where it's like, do we try adults as children when they make adult decisions, like signing your voice away in exchange for legs? I mean, one can say that like the, I don't know. Now, here's another argument that I hadn't thought. This was signed in water. How far away from land was it? Was it in international water? Oh, because this could be maritime law. We could be talking about maritime law, which is different from the the country of Denmark's laws. Well, let me put my pirate lawyer hat on for a second. Mm-hmm. E-R. <laughs> and that's the end of that joke. That's <laughs> <sighs> fun. That's for fun. I had another uh, point to make, but then I got too excited about the pirate joke. I don't know. I, I think the Ursula... He had gadgets and gizmos aplenty, you know? I don't. I just don't totally understand why she needed legs. Does she end up with Prince Eric in the end? Yes, they, they do get married. Oh, you know, it is against uh, maritime law to have a wedding performed with a priest that has a boner, so... That is it, true. It wouldn't have been legal anyways. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the original? Little Mermaid? Yeah, like with the with the priest boner. Yeah, I, are there other versions? I mean, the, I think they've cleaned it up, haven't they? I don't know. The Disney Vault is the PC police came in and cleaned up the Little Mermaid. <laughs> there's this my favorite spot at Disneyland is where when you stand, there's a, a statue of Walt Disney holding Mickey Mouse's hand in front of the castle, but if you stand at an angle away from it, it looks like Mickey Mouse's nose is Walt's little boner sticking out. And it's my favorite spot in all of Disneyland. Uh, you know, you keep telling stories like that. And I'm going to fucking think that you are a Disney adult. According to The Sun, you know, which is a credible website. Uh-huh. Uh, they did, in fact, cut the boner. And apparently... On the original VHS cover, there's like a ton of dicks like in the castle. There's dicks in the castle. Yeah. There's there are dicks in this castle. What come on. What a fucking freaks, man. What a thinly veiled metaphor for the ruling class. 
dicks in the castle. You think that's what it was? Or do you think a bunch of just creepy fucking like animators were working at Disney in the 90s? A bunch of creepy animators were working at Disney in the 90s? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. According to Vice.com, uh, Florida Sheriff is banning masks to in his department. Yeah, Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods of Ocala, Florida, uh, which is a traditionally red district of over uh, 60,000 people, told his department on Monday that he wants officers to ignore CDC recommendations about PPE to prevent the spread of coronavirus, according to an internal email attained by the Ocala Star Banner. Uh, he says his mandate is to meant to prevent stifled communication and identification when officers are in- interacting with citizens. I just don't. I I am beyond pissed about this. It's such garbage going against the CDC. How much does this affect my communication? Can you? What are the major differences in my voice right now? I'm wearing a mask right now. For the listeners, Cass just put on a mask, and I can detect almost no difference in your speaking voice versus your mask voice. All I know is that I can't pull a gun on you for no reason now. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Like the police. I just took my mask off. I'm sure you can hear it. Yeah, this sucks. Like, what do you do? What do you do if you happen to be an officer in Ocala, Florida, who would like to be wearing a mask? Because... You don't want to catch fucking nasty-ass COVID. The order went into effect the day before the county set a new record for the most most deaths in a single Florida county. Holy fucking shit. I just don't understand people going against their their own self-interest. This one has always confused me because it's just like I don't really understand like the, like the monetary gain or anything, you know, from like just – making masks a debate. Yeah, this sucks. So I guess I hope, I don't hope that anyone gets sick, you know, Um, no matter how stupid they are. But I guess I just hope that, I don't know, that no one dies. I really don't know what I hope. I mean, when you're interacting with the public, like it just, it just drives me, it drives me up the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Oh, I hate Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is who you think is is what dumb people think smart people sound like. Is what dumb people think smart people sound like. What does that mean? Ben Shapiro makes these arguments that seem well thought out. He's a pundit. You know, he's he's a talker. And he makes these arguments that are like asinine and so fucking stupid. But he can like talk fast. He can talk fast and he can just continue to speak so people think he knows what he's doing or knows what he's talking about because he can Very continue. Very manipulative qualities, it sounds like. Yeah. he um, He's not a fan of wet-ass pussy then. No, he came out hard <laughs> against WAP saying that basically he recited the lyrics on his show, <laughs> but he said things like... P-word. Wet-ass P-word. It's just... I mean, it should have been, I just don't understand any criticism. <laughs> I can understand my dad not wanting to listen to this song. Sure. Yeah, maybe. I can understand people not, it not being your cup of tea, but uh, the I think hate- it was His cadence was just what, like, was kind of killing me of like, just like, I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. Yeah, the cadence is just full of hate. It's also just not appropriate. Like, he sound I don't know what the fuck he... You know what it is? I bet he knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, Because it's got him all this attention. And people like me who don't really know who the fuck he is, now I know who he is. And, you know, of course the internet has remixed it, put it to the beat of the song and it's fucking awesome and if you haven't heard it you should go listen to that other republicans have come out and struck down the song uh one claimed to have uh heard it accidentally which i don't understand how how you hear wop accidentally it's a very intentional song and you know what you're getting outside hose in this house this i think those are birds James P. Bradley, a Republican congressional candidate from California, the morning of the video's release, came down and said that 
Cardi B and Meg the Stallion are what happened when children are raised without God and without strong father figures. You know what, James P. Bradley? I have some news for you. I am what happens when children are raised without God or a strong father figure. They are what happens when <laughs> brilliant people exist and aren't afraid of female sexuality. Yeah. My favorite thing about the Ben Shapiro is that he had his wife, who is a doctor. You can't possibly get that wet. He consulted the doctor, his who happens to be his wife, on what might possibly cause women to obtain a wet-ass pussy. Which, <laughs> which, that headline and that joke writes itself. If you have to ask your wife and a doctor what gets... How does... How do you get a wet ass pussy? And the oh no, that's so sad. That's just the sad. I would that's be like, so embarrassed. That's the biggest self own I've ever heard. Oh geez, Louise. Well, you know what? Get a fucking life, you guys. We are 2020. What a shitty year. We needed wet ass pussy. It's been the song in the summer. One hundred percent. Oh boy. So NBC News. A Virginia mayor is facing calls for his resignation over a Facebook post in which he said Joe Biden just announced Aunt Jemima as his running mate. Oh, Jesus yeah. fucking gross, dude. Lur uh, mayor Barry Presgrave Presgraves posted the comment about two weeks ago on his Facebook page, and the comment was condemned by members of his town. It's a town of less than five thousand people. The majority of them are white. It's like ninety miles west of Washington D.C. Dude, this fucking sucks. Racism is trashy. Racism is trashy. Stereotypes like this are trashy. Fuck that guy. And if this is a paid position, because I know sometimes mayor is a volunteer effort and sometimes it's a paid position. Yes, perhaps you should elect a dog instead. Uh, Idlewild, my favorite city in California, has a dog mayor, and I went to his birthday party last year, and it was my favorite day of the year. What day was it? The mayor dog's birthday party. I was asking the date. Oh, I can't remember. I was challenging you on your favorite day of the year. It was sometime in April. I mm. I was day drunk, but not day wasted, just pleasantly buzzed. Ooh, I, yeah. I went to a dog's birthday party. I got to take a picture with the dog. I got to eat cake mm. in honor of the dog mayor. It was. Do you think the dog knows that he's the mayor? He wore, wears a little bandana that says mayor. I think he does. <laughs> Oh my god, that's very stupid. It was <laughs> I support it. I support your journey. I support your happiness. I want you to have these moments, but I think having a dog as an elected public official, I'm sorry. He has little deputies that are also... <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute! No cats in my cabinet. No cats in my cabinet. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> that's his political stance. It yes. was a controversial election. Cass, is it is it time? Is it time for the dumpster fire of the week? According to CNN.com and just about every other fucking website, Marjorie Taylor Greene has just won... Her runoff race or some shit. I know that this is a bad intro. I don't care. What's most important is she's a GOP candidate who is in support of QAnon. Old Q. Old Q. Are you are you familiar with QAnon? I know of Q. I don't know enough about Q. And I think that's kind of where I want to stay is not is being ignorant to QAnon a little bit. Okay. So I have spent all day today learning <laughs> about QAnon. Oh, no. I am a danger to myself and society now. Oh, no. Um, no. Uh, look, so this this uh, woman, she, she pulled off this victory. Um, so she's in a strong position now to win a congressional seat in the fall. And because she, the district that she's representing is very strongly a Republican district. That's kind of crazy when you think about what QAnon is. So QAnon, for those who don't know, like Erica, is it kind of started as like a single conspiracy theory, but now has kind of grown into this kind of 
cult-like, we're going to stop the establishment. It has like, it almost has like a, the type of, it, it takes like every conspiracy theory ever, makes it true. And as if there's like some sort of Illuminati, like elite people of elite politicians and elite celebrities and stuff all are against the, the, the average person. And they believe that Donald Trump is secretly fighting to bring this down, the deep state down. So Donald Trump is like their fucking god. And this is this is like they think Hollywood is run by a secret elite organization of pedophiles and Yeah, so yeah, you've probably if you haven't heard of QAnon, you've probably definitely heard of Pizzagate. So this was like their first big one you know all those emails got leaked and then it's like all these people were like did you notice how many times you know they said pizza and pizza and pizza and like cheese pizza means like young girls it's like a child porn secret or whatever and so um that was their big one what's crazy to me is the more research that i did about QAnon, the more they're fucking right man no the more (laughs) we've lost her we've lost goodbye Yes, when we when we go or when we all go or I don't know, I don't know their little phrase. It's a lot of like older people. Unmedia literate people. Yeah, like it seems like the big a lot of them are like kind of older like boomer typees. Not not everybody. They've got message boards and they've got all kinds of stuff and it seems like this really big community now. It's it's like not so much I mean it's very much about the conspiracy theories that they all believe in. But it's also just like it's a community. So I think that that's why it's been able to grow. They were I'll talk about this more when I'm talking about what I'm hoarding. When you think about like because a lot of these social media companies have been trying to adjust their algorithms so that people aren't as exposed to QAnon. But then when you think about things like Facebook, like Facebook's algorithm is directed towards you having a community. QAnon thrives in the in the community. So Facebook is like fucking awesome for QAnon. I hate that. Mark Zuckerberg started a website to rate the hotness of his female classmates and essentially will bring down democracy with him. Not a fan of uh, Mark Zuckerberg in general. I think he's kind of a fucking weirdo. Are there any conspiracy theories that you believe in? Like, I'm, this is a safe space. That's a great question. That's one that my my boyfriend and I get into a lot. I used to not believe that we'd been on the moon, but his grandfather worked at NASA and at NASA and put like he was one of the engineers that put a man on the moon. And so it has caused some deep, deep discussions. And here's why I now believe we've been to the moon is that we didn't, we, the, the camera equipment to fake the moon landing, we didn't have at the time. Mm. So to, (laughs) so to fake it would have been harder than to just do it. Okay. I don't know. I mean, first of all, quickly, where we go one, we go all is the, the what I was trying to say. And also, I'm glad that you got there. I'm glad that you realized that we've been to the moon. Mm-hmm. John Oliver did a interesting uh, piece about QAnon and conspiracy theories in general. And uh, he said that the amount of people that it would have taken to stage the moon landing, that like scientists, like they just do like research on like, how people's abilities to keep secrets and things like that, that like if that was fake, it would have come out in about four and a half years. Yeah. I mean, the sheer amount of people that would have been required. Exactly. Like that's, I've come around hardcore and I realized how (laughs) foolish I was for a long time. I just didn't think it could have been done then. Sure. So QAnon people also are responsible for like people who think that 5G Cell towers spread the coronavirus. They believed that Oprah is in mem- is a a member of the deep state, and that her house in Boca Raton, Florida, was seized by police and child sex trafficking sting. Another person believes that Tom Hanks, who tested positive for coronavirus in Australia, was actually arrested for pedophilia. Oh my god! I mean, imagine thinking that Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Imagine if that's part of your belief systems. Q just came for two American icons. Don't fuck with Oprah and you don't fuck with Tom Hanks. 
Yeah, there's a another candidate. I don't think I think she's lost since, but her name is Lauren Bobert. She's a candidate or she was a candidate for Colorado's third district. Mm -hmm. She said, everything I've heard of Q, I hope that this is real because it only means America is getting stronger and better and people are returning to conservative values. And that's what I'm for. I just don't like I understand wanting to be a part of something. I've always been a part of groups and clubs. I thrive on community. I just don't understand you or like wanting to unite in this. So there was an interesting thing about because, yes, QAnon tends to identify with conservative values just to pet, you know, um, I got to just save it for what I'm hoarding. In fact, like, should we just, can we jump to that? Yeah. Cass, what are you okay. hoarding? What I'm hoarding. Oh God. I'm hoarding a podcast called Rabbit Hole. It's a New York Times sponsored podcast. It's, it is so fucking interesting. I started it yesterday. I'm going to finish it in the next, like, as soon as we get off, I'm turning it back on. I got 10 minutes left of the last episode. It is so fucking interesting. And it talks about how these algorithms, you know, that are set in place by YouTube and, you know, whatever, the internet in general, like they, as they work, as they're intended, radicalize people. Mm -hmm. And so they're talking to a woman who used to believe in QAnon, but does not anymore. And like she got there by watching Elizabeth Warren videos. Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren. And then you're like the algorithm recommended, recommended. And then finally she gets taken to QAnon. And then on the other half, half of it, there's like a guy who's like gets radicalized. He gets radicalized. He starts looking for self-help videos, gets radicalized to the alt-right, radicalized over to the left just by consuming what YouTube recommends that eventually you find yourself in these rabbit holes. And it's like you can get you can become subject to QAnon just based on what you watch, because eventually it's like the algorithm is going to learn that you are, you know, a person who probably lost a lot of money in a financial crisis or like someone who, you know, it, it like it kind of makes sense. You go to Elizabeth Warren or something like that and someone who, and I fucking love Elizabeth Warren, but like she's very much against big banks. So is QAnon. And oh. I don't know. It's like if you get, if you get deep enough doesn't matter if you're coming from a Democrat or if you're coming from a Republican. I think that you're you're kind of susceptible to this sort of conspiracy theory ness if you're down on your luck enough and you and you distrust the government enough. I think that's just an argument against the algorithm, if nothing, you know, as much as it is anything well, sure. else. But like I yeah. said earlier, like media literacy understanding like the sources of what you're watching and consuming it's not always available to those it's kind of an intelligent like highly intelligent people are falling into q right so it's nothing to do with like how stupid or it's just anyone can become radicalized like you said like to the left or to yeah. the right so highly recommend listening to rabbit hole it's an eight episode podcast series Super fucking interesting. I'm super into it. Oh, I feel like a garbage person for what I'm about to say I'm hoarding then. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, where's Potomac? It's outside of D.C., so it all ties okay. back to D.C. Wow. Yeah, it all it goes straight to the top. Wow. <laughs> it's the most underrated housewife city out there. So I don't watch The Housewives, but I've been told to start with New York. Uh, Roni is the best, uh, hands down. Roni is the best franchise. It's the most Roni. consistent. Real Housewives, Real Housewives of New York. New York. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. That's a housewife lingo for Roni. That's uh, a different podcast. That's a different podcast. The women of Potomac are black women. And so a lot of people are like, I just don't watch Atlanta or Potomac, which are the two black casts, like primarily black casts. And uh -huh. it's, it's, I think it's garbage. The people skip it. It's the best, it's the best new franchise. I'll say that. And it, it might be top two, top three for me. Wow. How new is it? It's only on its, it just started its fourth season. Now, what are they doing with COVID? They're ha confessionals that they are shooting. They're shooting, they're filming those from home. Oh, 
So this was filmed a while ago, but their confessionals are filmed closer to time. I um always thought about how I was like, man, these reality show actors, they like, you know, they're idiots, but you got to give them credit for those confessional moments because they can like just go over or, or really give the producers who are producing them credit. They can go all over the map of emotions. It's kind of incredible. My favorite housewife trope, and this is a podcasting is not a visual medium, but it's when somebody just dabs the corner of their eye for a tear. Mm. Even if there's not a tear there, they just do the dabbing. <laughs> can you like get a tear to get, like massage one out? I can massage one out right now. I could start crying if, if needed. I think Potomac is so good. I think everyone should start with season one. It's great. Love it. Where can the people find you, Erica? I am at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and Gilly Gal on Twitter. Dope. And I am at Cass Cardenas on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, this show is can be found at Trashy Podcast on Instagram and Trashy Podcast 1 on Twitter. Yes, and feel free to email us at trashypodcast at gmail.com if you uh, come across any stories that you think that we should cover. And uh, you don't have anything to plug, do you? Uh, yes, I do. Coming up on August 28th, I will be doing a writing ramp up of an episode of The OC with a live table read. Cool. Okay, great. I'll plug um, it closer to time as well. Yeah. Catch me every Tuesday night on the Smodcast Network, um, 7.30 Pacific time on the Nooner podcast. Um, I was also recently on an episode of You Know It the Game. Uh, it's on YouTube. Spoiler alert, I fucking lost, but it's always fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Cass, stay garbage. Erica, you stay garbage. I will. Thank you.